This program is brought to you by P1 Australia, quality racing components and manufacturers of engine water heaters for midgets, sprints, wingless and all types of open wheel dirt track cars. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Jack LeBrock. Hi, I'm David Reynolds. Hi, I'm Chaz Monster, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Coming up on this episode of Inside Supercars. To be quite frank, though, you look at uh, 2024 and going forwards, and um, we really, really need to ensure that Chaz. Uh, is fighting for a championship. So sit back and enjoy as Inside Supercars starting now. Welcome Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock. Yeah. Bruce Stewart, welcome back to the show. Hi Tony, thanks Thanks for coming along, great to have you here. It's uh, middle of, uh, or towards the end of January in 2024. New year and uh, a new premises and while you've been here for a while, you've been in this building yourself for how long? Uh, about 18 months. Right. But okay. we uh, had to progress our manufacturing side over. So properly, we've been in here for really nine months. It obviously, you know, it's a business that Tom started in Australia going back to about 1982, is it? Yeah, like around, around about there, yes. Yeah, yeah. So a long history for, for the brand in Australia. And then it was added to a couple of years ago with... Andretti United and Zach Brown and Michael Andretti coming on board. Yeah. So it's a very different team to as it was, but as I noted walking in the foyer, you still celebrate your success. You have to. You have to. This is a hard game. So you have to remind yourself what you're in it for and you help your team remind themselves what the extra hours, the extra pain, the extra effort goes to, and that's those awesome moments where the greatest place in the world to work is a race team when you win because, yeah. you know, uh, that's the reward for everything that's not seen. 2024, or 2023 rather, last year, was uh, a, a whole new game with uh, drivers and all those sort of things. Yeah. It was the biggest thing was the change was the brand. Oh, yes. Yeah, so uh, that was really interesting. The fans were very, very good uh, and understood why. I couldn't really put my hand on my heart and say it was a uh, massive success 2023. That's, you know, there are a number of challenges. You know, there were clearly parity issues uh, through the year, but the sport seemed to get a wrangle on that. And to be quite frank, uh, we weren't the best performing forward in the last race or two. So uh, we've got to reflect on that ourselves and go, you know what, we've got to lift. But the one thing was that in Chasman, yes, Chas Mostert, you were the most successful Ford team with Chas finishing fourth in the championship. Small victories, Tony. You know, but yes, you got to uh, have a little bit of pride in that. Um, to be quite frank, though, you look at twenty twenty four and going forwards, and um, we really, really need to ensure that Chas uh, is fighting for a championship. That Chas is in the hunt. Uh, his talent and his effort and desire to be there is unwavering. So the team has to do the best job for him as well. And we've got a great crew, awesome crew, experienced crew, um, with so many of us who are a little bit rusted on dinosaurs who've been here for so long that we uh, 
don't want to leave this place without experiencing well, well, the ultimate success. Just seeing Rob there. Yeah, um, Robbie Starr. Uh, yeah, yeah. Should be a bronze statue, shouldn't there, Indeed, really? Yeah, indeed should be. There probably will be. You know? I reckon there will be. Yeah. In fact, we'll make a, mark it out when we go. Because <laughs> um, Rob actually joined here and he then was a boilermaker. I yes. Understand. Yeah, he, he was. He's Well, he's done everything, Robbie. Yes. He was... Um, you know, race engineer for the stars and uh, team manager, and yep. he's done everything. The, the beauty about Rob is he is such a racer, such a hardcore racer, that uh, if I went to him and said, mate, you're doing PR and communications this year, <laughs> he, would, he would, without hesitation, do it, because he just loves it, lives and breathes it. And that's the kind of person that you go, you know what, he's lived the halcyon days of the Holden, Holden Racing Team, We've had the you know the challenging years, um, and we've spoken about that enough. But you know what? It's time is now to take this team back to the top. I had one magic moment in twenty twenty two. Yep. When you had a one two in Adelaide. Oh, how good! And uh, in the near thirty years that I've known Rob, um, I got him talking as I've never heard him before. <laughs> after that, was there a beer involved? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no alcohol or anything at all. Okay, good. And um, it was wonderful to see because it was his pure joy in the very last Holden win. Yeah. That absolute, you know, great exultation he had yes. about being there and working on the team still. You know, it just was remarkable. Well, he, he's a very proud man. And mm. so you you, can't, you have to be made of uh, rock not to feel a bit of emotion when you see him sort of with the old chin quavering a little bit. <laughs> You're like, wow, this is pretty cool. We've broken through uh, a pretty strong man, you know, which is just epic. That's what it's about, emotion and feeling those moments. At the other end of the uh, spectrum is young Ryan Wood. Oh, epic. Now, now, and while Rob is very (laughs) self-contained, Ryan is far from that. I I remember meeting him at his debut meeting last year (laughs) at Newcastle. Yeah, and if he didn't jump out of his skin, he nearly did. Well, he's a ripper, and what a personality! Um, you go, God, we're going to have two kind of big Chaz-like personalities around the team and the yeah. uh, supercars this year, but that's got to be a good thing. Uh, he, wow, he's a super talented young guy, but just love that he's a natural person, and and you almost have those uh, David Reynolds moments that when he opens his mouth, you're like, oh, what's what's going to come out? But that's just a hell of an exciting ride, and we don't want to change that. We want him to be himself, and uh, because that's where he flourishes his talent. It's we learned that a lot with Chaz. You know, like we've uh, tried in the early days to you know hone him into being that uh, military, you know, uh, almost uh, metronome. Uh, driver, but you know what, Chaz flourishes when he has a bit of personality. He flourishes when his emotions are, are let out, and he flourishes when you know um, we let him be who he is and live the life that he, he loves because that's when he drives his best. So I, I think we're in for more of the same with Woody, um, and that's that's exciting. Those two together on the track will be really cool for the team. Indeed, and in fact, I actually spoke to Chaz and talked to Eddie as well. Yeah, uh, Chaz's father. Um, about um, Chaz mentoring. Yeah, and it's so good. It's a, you, because it's a whole new role for him. I yeah. Mean, suddenly he, he was in a position where, you know, having Nick as a teammate was somebody who knew the Walkinshaw way because yeah. he'd been involved for a long time in the team. Yeah. But now um, he's going to be teaching somebody and teaching them the way in which we go about doing things. 
Totally, and and uh, he had a pretty uh, strong chat with Ryan Walkinshaw and then myself in regard to that. And you, sometimes when you pick up the phone with Chaz and, you know, it's not the g'day, mate, and, you know, it's it's actually straight into business. You're like, whoa, we're in for one here. But um, that was to his credit. He was really strong that, you know, and this was after we had uh, decided to uh, find the next driver for WAU in full respect to Nick. So we... Uh, when he stepped forward and said, you got to take him. There's a lot of me in him. I know the pitfalls that I fell down. I know where I struggled and where I flourished. Um, I want to take um, this young man under my arm and help him be, you know, put together the career that I've been lucky enough to have. And when you have those moments yeah. with Mozzie, you're like, whoa, this is, this is cool. Because, yeah. you know, this is not about... Um, Ryan Walkinshaw and Michael Andretti and Zach Brown being the only leaders. It's not about myself and Carl Foe being the only leaders. This place is full of people who want to take leadership roles and um, help this team get back to the top, and that's that's uh, really cool. Yeah, indeed. You mentioned to me in Adelaide just before we broke up for the year about um, the interesting story behind the appointment of Ryan. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we had the an evaluation day, and uh, we were out at Winton, and he would he had come along. He was almost a late inclusion because um, uh, a really good friend of the team and the person close to us with mobile had uh, had Ryan under a mentorship in New Zealand, and said, "Why don't you put him in a Super Two car and in the evaluation day and see how he goes?" So we we did, and we got him. T- to Winton and he'd had a little bit of experience, he'd driven a Triple Eight supercar but he'd never been to Winton before Uh, and he turned up and and the the moment you meet him you're like wow this is a fresh faced you know cheeky young bloke and he's the kind of guy you have the chat with him, the the pre-brief and the you know the a little bit of a pump up and then you see him he's in the tie tent chatting to Vinny and you're like wow that's cool love love that you know that's uh, someone who's getting around the team and understands it's everyone in the team that puts together the car for him and long story short we're into the day and uh Carl Foe who's our team principal now and a super talented amazing amazing guy that's a change yes yeah 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 so Carl's the team principal um, which is epic. You got to put the right people in the right places. Yep. So um, in that respect, Carl was, looked at me and I, I said, "Hey, uh, how, how are we going, mate? What's you know what's going on? Um, how are the young guys going?" He, he said, "That that kid would. He, he's he's pretty special." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, mate. Um, they're all special, you know." But he said, "No, no. There's something about them." And as the day progressed and we got through into the last session, uh, you know, we gave uh, everyone a. a pretty new set of tyres and got them to go out and do five laps and you had a pre-brief about, you know, warming the tyres up and that you out of your five laps, your second you'll be coming in So this was, the, was the Super 2 cars? Yeah, Super yeah. 2 cars. Yeah. And then you'll get into, uh, you know, the third lap and that's when you should be trying to put down a pretty good lap and then, you know, um, see if you can replicate it in the fourth and then bring it in on the fifth. Well, and everyone, these young people who came into the evaluation did a great job. Like, so let me just put that forward that, you know, all of them are very talented drivers, some very experienced drivers, um, and you were like, wow, you know, there's there's a lot to choose from. And then this young kid from New Zealand um, who'd come over on a whim and had a, an agreement with Porsche New Zealand to be their young driver in New Zealand the following year was going out and he was put in last because he was like, well, you know... Um, see how he goes but you know he could be a 2024 super two driver for us long story short it started to spit and started to 
precipitate as he drove out of the pit lane and she was pretty slippery and uh, I don't want to specifically talk about the times he put down but um, by the time he'd set his third lap um, people were in amazement at the weather conditions the track conditions on a on a slippery tyre that probably wasn't up to temperature yet and he was um, putting down a time that was pretty epic and then uh, he drove in the pit lane on the fourth lap and he, he looked at the crew and said, I think that's the best we're going to get out there today. And that you know, and that's mouth open, dropped, uh, mouth open going far out stuff. And then uh, and then I uh, spoke to Carl and he said, well, we've got a problem, Bruce. And I'm like, well, what's the go? And he said, I want him. And I'm like, and Carl doesn't give you too much emotion. Carl's one of those strong, silent types. Yep, yep. You know, he's a low emotion guy, super intelligent, great great guy but doesn't really express much and when he's looking at me and almost you know verbally shaking you to go you're going to have to try and do something here and I'm like mate there's, there's a fair bit to do to try and unwind this but you know thankfully thank you to the Porsche thank you to Giltraps thank you to Scott and the, and Ryan's team we got them into a Super 2 car last year because they all understood supercars was this young guy's dream and he didn't have the mountain of time to get it done um, because he didn't come from a particularly wealthy background. His parents are amazing people, and, and I've spent a bit of time with them. But, you know, I think they put in everything they could to get Ryan to where he was, and he's a very lucky young guy that he's had people who've just chosen to back him on his talent and his um, action, you know, his personality to get him these last few years. And when... Uh, when we put him in a Super 2 car and he goes to a track. He'd never even flown into Newcastle. He'd never been to Newcastle. Yeah. He puts it on pole on Sunday, you know, like against some pretty talented, experienced drivers. You're like, whoa, we've got something here. Yeah. Long story short, you know, he finished the year super strong, you know, with multiple wins. He had the most wins, the most poles in the Super 2 championship. If he had a, didn't have a couple of DNFs, he would, you know, certainly been... Uh, up there for the championship, so we're we're just super excited, Tony. You know, yeah, look, he's a great young guy, great personality, great for our culture, and there's something in there that you know we're like, oh, watch out. Was Rob engineering him to start with? Yeah, uh, in the Super Two. Yeah. Oh uh, no, Rob. Rob had an involvement, senior involvement in the That's team, it. but yeah. uh, Rob was sort of on the Bates car, and uh, right. Will Davidson. That's, um, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. but you know. In a Super 2 team, it's a tight collaboration and, it, yeah. you know... You, There's not a lot you of people on the ground. You yeah. don't get caught up in your title. You put out your own rubbish. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and that's cool. That's how race teams work. So, okay. yeah, we're, we're just elated. And, you know, when we uh, announced it to the crew in the building that we're going to put Ryan in the in the uh, Super 2 car after, there'd been a mountain of conjecture and speculation and we always want to let the crew know when we've made a decision on something to, in confidence so they don't read about it yep wow the uh, the whole crew erupted did you actually get to tell him yes yeah yeah it, it was your job right? oh yeah it was it was yeah and that was really cool because um uh he's you know woody uh tries to be a, a cool guy well he's a lovely lovely bloke so don't take yeah. that the wrong way no, no, wrong no, way no. but he's got a huge emotion in his heart as well like that yeah yeah i, I love can, that i know love it that. I've, I've seen yeah. it so that you know you can 
sort of when you tell them and we're, we're doing it, it's, you know, like it's one of those moments that no one's saying much, but everyone's sort of going, how bloody good is this? How good is life? So, uh, yeah, that's one of those things. And now we've just got to deliver on it, give them the best car we can, um, give them the best support we can and let his talent flourish. Has he driven the, the Gen 3 car? He has. He did an evaluation. We did an evaluation uh, late, well, three quarters of the way through last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and his feedback on the car? It was very good. Very good. I mean, I think there are there are idiosyncrasies with the Gen Three car that will make it um, a little more challenging than what he's driven in the Super Two. Um, yeah. But you know, you're progressing into the big game now. You you know, and there's no doubt the talents in there. You know, it's just uh, coaching the right way and then allowing his talent to flourish. Well, without being rude about Walkinshaws, yeah. um, it's been a long time since you've had a real rookie. Yeah, well, we had um, Brycey, yeah. uh, and uh, that was, you know, um, I, I, I don't think there'd be anyone in the team who doesn't feel an um, ounce of pride when Brycey does well, yeah. you know, when we see him in the BJR car, because sure. um, we all experienced COVID together, and he, we did that long period away from our families and Brycey was alongside there and he was part of it and he's you know um and if you, I get what you're saying and I think if I put the hand on the heart you'd say that they gave us a dose of well how invigorating it can be to have a rookie in the team yeah because you you know um you have a different perspective um and you um energy levels energy bring. levels yeah, yeah. yeah I mean we've got a lot of young people through here yeah um, now, you know, and I feel like a crusty old demon, um, but it's great, you know, you, whether that commercial PR, engineering, mechanical staff, bringing youth is a tonic and essence to your performance because they just give you a kick up the backside to say, come on, we're in, we're in this. So I think, um, we have a nice mixture of youth and, uh, experience here now, which is, uh, really, really cool. We've covered your history and you know coming from cricket world and all those sorts of things. Yeah. But you know, you've now put in, you know, ten, fifteen years no, fifteen years or so. Here. Yeah. Wow. Um it's quite looks a while. Like, looks like forty from on me when I look at <laughs> what I look like when I started. So uh yeah. Um it's um obviously you know, your role has changed throughout yeah. many yeah. times along yeah. the way. But you now have the responsibility for the overall of the WAU and Walkinshaw Racing. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, and that uh, is really invigorating our manufacturing and um, our racing business as well as our, you know, overseeing um, WAU and the supercar team and looking at other opportunities in the racing world for us, whether it's GT or other programs that um, we can go racing in. And so that's exciting, Um and you've got to put the right people in the right roles. So I, I think I'm a, a big picture commercial type of guy. And um, but if you want to talk to me about the, you know, tire compounds and what what the, how the operate uprights are operating, I'm kind of uh, the last guy in the room. So you know, you got a lot of people there to do that. Yeah, you've got to got to put the right skills in the right place. So that's okay. cool. I reckon we've uh, made a step forward. Um, you probably never went to Notting Hill, did you? You wouldn't have been there. No, no. This is so far removed from, <laughs> from that. Yeah. Um, not only the comfort levels for all the staff who work in the offices, but also on the... Maybe if we could just talk through a tour of your factory, because obviously is the most integrated you've ever been. Yeah. And the, the two aspects to it, the two real sides to the business. One, 
the Walkinshaw Racing, yeah. which is the preparation of the supercars, yeah. and two, the Walkinshaw Andretti United. Yeah, well, I think I think though, uh, and the first thing I wanted to say is because you know you speak to a few of the people who worked at Notting Hill, and you know the, the people like Mike Henry and all of those, and and the DNA of our Walkinshaw Racing business um, hasn't and will never change, which is that innovation, let's make it happen DNA. And when you hear the stories about putting together the first uh, HSV and presenting it to Holden or the uh, the early days of the Holden racing team, you go, wow, we can't lose that because that's the cool stuff. Um, and that's part of our DNA of how we operate. But here, yeah, we've, we've got everyone under the one roof. So uh, previously being disparate in three different locations, you lose the factor of people being able to talk to each other, you know, whether it's production talking to engineers, whether it's mechanics talking to uh, engineers. If you're not all under the one roof and eating lunch in the same lunchroom, you know, you miss those opportunities to collaborate. And that sounds like, you know, mumbo-jumbo, but it works, you know, because people talk about what they're working on when they're having their ham and cheese sandwich, and at at the same time they realise bloody hell, we could be doing this a bit better or we could improve here. That's the gold in it. So when everyone's under the one roof, there's a great feeling. Secondly, when you operate like that, you will feel like a proper team together. So whether you're um, technically under the WR roof or under the WAU roof, it's all in the one building and we're all um, working for the same thing, the success. One of the great strengths of Walkinshaw's has, and I actually am very good friends with Robbie Benson, yep. who was your original engine yes. man. Yeah. And I still talk to him sort of weekly. Um, yeah. And uh, one of the things about um, the Walkinshaw was the engine programs. Oh, yeah, now, mate. Now, you've got a new facility now, and yeah. it's a clean sheet, and yeah. but you're doing things a bit differently. Wow, we've got an amazing, amazing engine DNA, and uh, we would be, if not the most esteemed engine builder in, you know, the Supercars Championship just through weight of longevity and what we've achieved, and we've still got a huge amount of that experience in our business, and we still do a lot of engines. Unfortunately, Supercars and the way that Gen 3 car is formulated, we haven't had a crack at engines. We haven't, uh, we didn't obviously have the uh, GM side um, to go to and on the Ford side it's Herod and it's gone to DJR and I won't lie to you that that aches that uh, really sticks in the gut. I mean is that carved in stone I mean because obviously I mean Rob came in with guns blazing and I'd spoke to him quite a bit through last year yeah and I mean he would be the one who would say I underestimated. Yeah it does um, it does and so, uh, so the the there's got to be an opportunity somewhere along the line, if not tomorrow, maybe, you know, two years, three years, whatever. I guess you'd have to talk to the people of Ford and yeah. DJR and, you know, supercars yeah. because uh, I don't know how many times you can stick your hand up and say, I think there's an engine problem, but we're standing on the outside looking in. Mm. Um, but you know what? We've got to focus on our own business with our engines um, and um, and do what we can to keep this amazing DNA of engine building and engine performance going. So just walking through the shop just then, um, and I can't remember the name of the young guy who told me about it, talking about your Audis, you're doing a couple of 12 hour engines. Yeah, we are, yeah. So uh, that's it's Wasser, who's a legend of the uh, engine yep. building business, um, and the um, burnout king from uh, Summonats a few years ago. Yep. But anyway, look, uh, yeah, we... Uh, we're doing a few of those. We're doing um, quite a few race engines of other categories. Um, and, you know, 
I guess that this all started a couple of years ago when we started doing Groves engine. Even though we were uh, operating a uh, Commodore in the supercars, we were doing the Ford ones because we were helping Grove improve their engines, um, which we did a fantastic job and they stepped a long way up the championship. Um, so I think uh, we're brand agnostic, as in we can do everything and anything for anyone. The uh, A lot of the philosophies and principles remain the same. So engine building, if you're a, a racer out there and you have... Uh, a challenge in horsepower and you want to see what you can do to improve your engine give us a call okay all right yeah um now we also saw new chassis being built yes um and you're giving a ryan gets a new car or Chaz gets a new car uh it'll probably be Chaz gets a new car later in the year so right. uh yeah we're just working through that right now but yeah we've almost completed our uh third chassis which is great you know you have it as a little bit of a uh safeguard for yourself as well, but uh, important that we have it have it built. I mean, because that was one of the real revelations of last year from that very first time when Courtney stuck it in Newcastle yeah. in practice. Um, and no, it was in practice or qualifying. I qualifying, yeah, yeah, qualifying, yeah. And to see the extent of the damage, yes. And suddenly, you know, that I'll oh, put a new clip on it will be right. Sort of thing. That wasn't the case. <laughs> no. So I mean, I think the sport has. Um, to its credit, done a lot of good stuff in regard to strengthening the chassis and improving um, the uh, ability to withstand a little bit of damage through those moments. Um, there are still some fundamentals that the uh, Tim Edwards and the uh, uh, technical directors will work through. Um, but, um, you know, I think it, it's really pleasing that we have Tim in as head of motorsport um, coming from a team background. Coming from the team background, yeah. having seen Gen 3 from a different perspective. Yeah, indeed. One of the things that I, as a journalist, and I've been there for, you know, near 30 yeah. years, um, one of the things I found really refreshing was quite apart from the fact that, yes, the cars looked and sounded and all those sorts of things, was the way in which the team personnel, I'm not picking out anyone in particular, but the way in which Pit Lane went, yeah, well, it's not as good as it could have been, but we'll just get on with it. And there was that real sort of attitude of, well, we've just got to deal with what we've got. Yes. And that yeah. seemed to be an amazing thing to have happened. Totally. I, I don't think there's any lack of passion from everyone mm. up and down the pit lane to go, you know what, we've got to get this better. We've got to ensure that we retain our DNA, rubbing's racing. But equally, um, you know, uh, there's an amazing uh, camaraderie between the teams to go, you know what, we've got a show to put on. Yeah. We're, we're not in the business of... Just uh, winning races and, um, you know, because that's a, uh, if you take away the entertainment factor and you take away the DNA of the sport, we're all in a bit of trouble. So um, in that respect, everyone understood the, the importance for the show. We've got to put on a great show. We, you know, the fans love supercars. The cars look and sound great. You know, we've just got to make sure that uh, the show doesn't suffer. Okay. One of the other things I noticed walking through the shop and I know, I've known of his involvement with you is Matt Hillier. Yeah. Who's the, oh. the next gen yes. driver yeah. for you. Um, and obviously Matt did a fantastic job winning the Formula 4 Championship last year. The Sonic and Walkinshaws have had a long time relationship and uh, he's won the championship and now you're running him in the 86s. Yes, well he ran in the 86s last year, had an initial year and then, um, you know, uh, fair to say... His performance in uh, for Sonic uh, in the Formula Ford 
Uh, didn't replicate as well over to 86s. But that's, you know, the different cars to drive and he had a few skills to learn. Um, but equally, we don't discount that the kid has got immense talent. So we're, he's, we're going to run him again in 86 in uh, 2024 uh, in the new uh, 86. And in that respect, uh, put all our forces to try and ensure that Matt is uh, one of those recipients of our um, foundation where we're taking youth through 86 into Super 2 into the main game. Okay. And it's exciting, you know, um, this year, Super 2, we've got Zach Bates and, uh, you know, what he did last year in his first yeah, year yeah. was just yeah. extraordinary. He should be fighting for the championship this year. He's got great talent and epic attitude um, and, you know, clearly uh, a strong backing with uh, a pretty uh, illustrious dad and uncle. Yeah. But in that respect, he, he seems unfazed. We're just super impressed with him and young Campbell Logan, who's just come into the team. In fact, you couldn't have a, a more difference between your two drivers in Super 2 last year. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laid back, yeah. Laid yeah. back uh, Zach Bates. Yeah. And, and ready to run Ryan Wood. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that contrast between yeah. it was extraordinary. Yeah, they were different shapes and sizes. You weren't going to mix up your race suits. Um, but in that respect, they they worked really well. They just, they're really good mates. They yeah. bounce off each other and... Um, now Ryan's yeah. working here still or not? No, he's uh, he's focused full time on his career now of supercars okay. driver. Um, we we hate to miss his skills around the workshop, but I think we'll get through somehow. I don't know who it was that said to me in Adelaide that he had a, a fitness program that he's starting on whatever date yeah. it, it yeah. was. Yeah, um, and so he's well and truly into that. He is. He's training hard, and and I uh, look. Looked at him uh, two days ago. He walked in and noticeably looked a little bit leaner and fitter. Right. Um, but you know, uh, equally, he always had upper body strength, which yeah. is one of the things that supercars need. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he's got really strong in the in the ass, the hips, and the thighs. You know, so yeah. he can you know um, wield the thing pretty well. So I we uh, we we would love to see him. You know. Um, Put his best self on the track, but equally we want him in the best headspace. And the kid has got talent that you can't teach. Yeah. So, like you know what? Yeah, you can't beat spree. No, yeah. you can't. Yeah. Um, I, I saw uh, Sam Scafidi. Yes, yeah, Sammy. Yeah, I don't know if you you noticed that. Well done, Tony. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, so Sammy's in there and he's going to uh, race my, it. My natural attraction is actually engineers. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, when I was 19, 17, which is over 50 years ago, <laughs> um, I wanted to be a race car mechanic. And I spent three years working on Formula 5000s and really? worked for Frank Manish and Kevin Bartlett. Oh, bloody hell. So, so that was my aspiration. So when I came around to doing this... yeah. It never occurred to me that I would spend my time sitting in a media room eating sandwiches. <laughs> um, and in fact, I vividly remember at Sandown in 1994, the second round of the championship. Yeah. And this was, they'd been at Amaru the next, next round. And I remember turning to uh, Alan Heafy, who was uh, running uh, Coca-Cola Wayne Gardner team then, and saying, where are the other journalists, the motorsport journalists? I don't know them. So what do you mean? Well, I don't know them. I, I know Paul Gover and, yeah. and Mark Fogarty, but that's it sort of thing. Well, they're up there pointing at the media room in the grandstand. Wow. Because it, it never occurred to me as yeah. a motorsport journalist that you sit in the media room. No, you're why, a man of the people, Tony, aren't Why you? would you watch television? Yeah. When, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, it's um, a fascinating uh, business because there are so many different parts to it. And, yes. You know, sort of things. That, one of the things that I imagine that you 
I mean, you had a great introduction because you were there in the in the Brock era. Yeah. Uh, well, I I got to work a little bit with Brock when I was at Advantage International. Right. So yeah, yeah and so I did the Round Australia rally with him and, you know, worked with uh, Craig Fletcher and uh, Steve Fraser. And, and so that was my exposure to Peter and uh, that was that was epic. But, yeah, I didn't re- I came into the, this team in 2008, um, yeah. sort of at the end of the SCAFE era and, and the GT um, sort of uh, moments. Yeah, indeed. Um, it, it's been a wonderful team and I imagine that, I mean, obviously Ryan had to at some stage because when his father died, and Martin is there that works beside him. And I know a little bit about Martine. Um, she's not the typical racing driver's wife. She was far from it. Yeah. She was heavily involved in the she's distance, still is. Super smart, super smart. Mm. Every time you see Martine at the track, you know, um, I love a little chat with Martine because she cuts right through and gives you just a pretty clear and always right perspective on what's going on. And, you know, she's very smart. Her experience can't be discounted and we love having her around so um yeah anytime you you get teen in our pits it's we're a step forward yeah okay um now one of the parts of the, your business that you're heavily involved in i imagine is the livery and the signage <laughs> you know i see that you've got cars there that, and a truck that, that's still to be sign written yeah are there any major changes coming uh there there are a couple of um significant changes in our look on uh, but you know I don't want to flag too no, much no, for the fans out there but yeah. but um you know the you know you can rest assured that um major partners are all there um you know and we've got um mobile one for its 31st year with the team yeah. which is just extraordinary and fantastic and um you know we uh we'll look like the WAU cars will be familiar. When people see them on the track, they'll go, they'll know what they are. Okay. Um, the relationship with Ford, you don't have any road car relationship with Ford, do you? No, 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 no. And look, uh, we operate here in the racing business, so the uh, road car business for the Walkinshaw Group operates separately. Yep. Okay. And you don't have an involvement in that at all? No. No, okay. no, no. No, no oh. just in the manufacturing for racing and, and, and WAU. I know that last year that, you know, it was obviously a big thing for the fans to grapple with was a, a change of brands. And, yeah. And it wasn't just a change of brands because it was the opposition, so to speak. Yeah. Um, um, you obviously had to, you know, with Mark Rushbrook and various people within Ford Australia, um, had a whole new relationship to build. Yes. Has that been successful? Yeah, it has. I mean, you know, they've got fantastic people at Ford and... Uh, we're aligned on where we want to take our team and the direction for our team. Um, and they are races and competitors. I mean, Mark is just, he just when you catch up with Mark, he, all he wants to talk about is what are you doing to improve yep. and where do you think you're you know going to, what's the focus. And, um, you know, he has a few marquee Ford drivers. I would say that Chaz would have to be his lead Ford driver. And, um, you know, with no disrespect to Cam, I mean, Cam's up there and, um, a few other uh, people put their hand up, but Chaz is just through weight of accomplishment, um, you know, one of those people that he'll he'll keep an eye on and want to see where he's going. I think um, it's exciting because we got Woody that um, he won't know what to expect from him, and I think um, he'll be pleasantly surprised. I imagine that Ford New Zealand would be rather pleased to see Woody appointed. Well, I can't wait to go to Tapo. So, uh, and in that respect, to see the Kiwis get behind it, I'd. You know, being being one myself, I think there'll be a huge amount of support for Woody, and if we can do a great job at uh, you know 
Bathurst and then the Grand Prix, then let's see what we can generate. Right, okay. Um, could you give me a bit of a heads up maybe on, um, uh, obviously, you know, the results came out from the aero testing. Yep. And um, while, you know, there's no dramatic changes, there were some small, yeah. you know, um, remodelling, so to speak, or something or other. But just this week has been an engine parity run. Yeah, I haven't actually, to be, it was yesterday, so oh, I okay. actually oh, haven't right. had an update on that one, Tony. So, okay. uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to give you more insight. All I can say is um, I feel a lot uh, greater sense of comfort in the direction of from Ford of where it's going, and um, I think in that respect, um, you know, if the gatekeepers in Ford and the homologation team are comfortable um, and certainly supercars seem dedicated, I think the fans can rest assured that we're in for a very even fight and um, may the best team win. Mm, okay. Um, as such, um, I, mean, I first was in Tarpo in 1956, okay? Really? Yes. Really? I'm well, five-year-old, six-year-old. Really. <laughs> um, I also did go to the two uh, A1GP races oh. at Tarpo. Cool. And it was really amazing to be there with all those um, European teams, particularly the European teams. Yeah. Um, and because they ran lots of the other cars as well. Okay. Um, uh, different English and uh, yep. French and German teams were running the Chinese and the Brazilian really? and all that sort of cars. Yeah. Um, and of course, nowadays, the uh, head of Toyota uh, Gazoo Racing in New Zealand is a Frenchman who first went there as an engineer on that program, a guy called Nicholas Calliol. Okay. You should make a point of meeting when you're over in New Zealand. Okay, brilliant. Um, he's a fantastic man and uh, highly experienced, not only in uh, New Zealand racing, but also internationally. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me was listening to some of the, I remember some Swiss engineers saying about how they felt they were in Europe because when the little hillocks <laughs> around the track, yeah. and it was so green and the pine trees and everything, it was just... Wonderful yeah. to hear that. Well, I haven't been to uh, Tarpe for a long time, but full credit to Quinny with what he's done. I was yeah. at Highland Park uh, a year ago and went down there and caught up with Josie, who's the GM down there. And, and But, you know, obviously they've got several tracks up and down New Zealand. Mm. And uh, with what they've done at Highland Park was extraordinary. Yeah. And then, you know, having been to QR since he spent some time owning that, it's great. And so, you know, I rest assured, I think the fan experience and what the teams will experience, knowing how uh, Tony puts together a racetrack, will be fantastic. So, um, and that's a credit to him and what they've done with Motorsport New Zealand. It's a pity we're not going back to QR this year. Yeah, yeah. it's looking good, isn't it? You know, yeah. and it's Chaz's favourite track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing, and it was interesting. I mean, I happen to know Dennis Brown, who used to work for Dick Johnson. Yeah, he was in charge of merchandise back. Okay. In the 80s and 90s. There you go. And Dennis was the one who put together the consortium and, and got Dick involved. I won't say Dick was involved in the design of the track. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, Chaz, Chaz loves it. There's only six corners. He yeah. You don't have to remember too much. Yeah. But clearly he's had some great success there. So. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that Dennis actually bulldozed the entire place, because it wasn't, it wasn't flat. Oh, really? No. Wow. It wasn't, and he bulldozed it and made it flat. Flat hell. And, of course, nowadays, and, and Tony's still talking about, Tony Quinn's still talking about the idea of putting a, uh, a, a rise right. yeah. in between turns one and two, yeah. which would be just much better. Um, well, it seems as though uh, fans, and particularly your own crew, would have great reason to look forward to 2024. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, second year of, of uh, Gen 3. Yeah. Um, a young driver who is going to be pushing Chaz all the way. He's yes. Not, he's not going to be saying, can I go yeah. next? You know, <laughs> he'll yeah. be elbowing his way past. He will be. Uh, but equally, look, um, Mozzie's in the in the right spot, in the right time of his career to really have he's, that crack. He's in a new thing this year, of course, because he's putting together his own 12-hour. Um, yeah. He is, 12-hour. yeah, GT4, doing, putting a fair bit of work there. And um, that's obviously uh, separate, but, you know, whatever keeps him busy, focused and thinking about racing, um, it's got to be a good thing. Um, he's an incredible guy. An amazing person, beautiful leader for our team. So, um, yeah, we, we can only I, wish him the best success. I imagine all the people who are out there who work with Jazzy are probably going to see a, a new appreciation of what they do because <laughs> Jazz, Jazz is suddenly having yeah. to do it all himself. Yeah, I spoke to him yesterday and he was like, oh, mate, I've been back at work straight after January. I, you know, like I'm really getting a good understanding of how much work this is, you know, and it's like, yeah, no, no shit, mate. But anyway... <laughs> Um, uh, given that you were the best performed Ford team in a driver yeah. coming home, I would obviously think that uh, a team's championship would be in your focus well and truly. Yeah, obviously, look, um, you know, hard with a rookie, but we, you know, you see how Brock Feeney performed uh, a couple of years ago and certainly Matt Payne, um, you know, we backed Woody's talent to jag some very, very, very strong results. Um, but equally, uh, I think... You know, we've got to be pushing Mozzie to be uh, fighting for the driving championship. We've got to be um, putting the best foot forward for him because, um, you know, he's uh, an amazing driver and the talent got to be rewarded. And so, and you've got a Super 2 program? Yes, indeed. So, uh, Batesy, um, so Zach Bates will be hopefully fighting for the championship. They're a little bit harder on a six-round Yep. You know, because if uh, things don't go perfectly for you on track, you can, you know, fall out of the points race pretty easily. But we expect that he should be able to show his talents and be rewarded. And then really super excited about young Tasmanian Campbell Logan, um, who did a great job in the 86s last year, stepping up through the, the uh, WAU Foundation Academy to be able to take a place in our uh, Super 2 program. So... Um, he'll have a couple of years there to, you know, learn his craft. Um, it's it's pretty nice to be able to keep the step ladder moving forwards. We like coaching them in the WAU way, and equally we train up young engineers, young talented engineers to yep. understand how the best to get the best from their drivers through Super Two, then to be backups for our main game. And uh, finally, the eighty sixes is a one car team. One car team, yeah, one yeah. car team, and um, you know, Maddie will be, you know, fighting to hopefully win that championship. How many rounds is that? Five. Okay, yeah. so it's even tighter again. It is. It yeah. is. You know, and it's so close in regard to qualifying and racing. It's mm. great to watch. You know, I've never watched so much eighty six racing as I did last year. Um, very well run category. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Maddie can do in there and. And I've just got to finish the loop. Great for our young mechanics as well, who go from 86 to Super 2 to main game. So you just have a step ladder of growth. Um, and uh, we work closely with Kangan to pull them through. Yep. So if you're a young person out there, you want to be a race mechanic, look up Kangan. Get to Kangan Tafe, do the automotive excellence course, motorsport excellence course, and we'll see you at the race track. All right. Wonderful. Thank you, Bruce Stewart. Thank you. Welcome, Thanks, Tony. Welcome to Andretti United. Wonderful to see. I'm looking forward to seeing some more great results for your team and all your drivers. Let's do it. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. 
Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia, quality racing components, home of Black TI, bolts, kingpins, studs and torsion stops. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com.